my hat, it has three corners. Three my corners has my hat, and if it had no corners, it would not be my hat. Dateline Jazz Zoom is next on the Gridley Wave Network. On tape delay from the Barsoomian Blade Bureau in Chicago, Illinois. Dateline Jasoon, a Panthen Press production. For the fans of Edgar Rice Burroughs and Pulp Adventure, here's your host, Elmo. All right, this is Elmo and Gak. We're sitting in the Huckster Room on the first day of the ECOF convention. Gak, what's your first impressions? Um, there's stuff here to buy. There is a lot of stuff. I haven't, I haven't even been around the, uh, the room yet but to see what people have for sale, but what have you seen so far? Well, Bruce Wood has some of his uh, special productions uh, where he, he recovers like old Grosset and Dunlap books and with the, with the uh, cover art actually printed on the cover as opposed to on a dust jacket. Uh, there's some Gitan pieces, however you pronounce Gitan, uh, back there from uh, Mr. Spratt, whose uh, comics were uh, art, uh, a subject of interest on the, on the borough's uh, mailing, email mailing list. It's uh, it's about uh, twenty to eleven. Uh, when the, I guess the the Huxer room opened about an hour ago. People are still setting up a little bit here, and uh, people are fans are just starting to to enter in. I guess uh, I guess it takes a while before things really get get going here. Yeah, and, and I mean the the goodie bag isn't ready yet, so. People yeah. are waiting for that, maybe. People don't know what they're going to get for free before they come in and start buying stuff. So we'll have to have to wait and see. I'm, uh, I'm I think I'm still full from all the uh, hamburgers I ate over at Bill's house last night. And here, here goes Shirley LeBeau walking by. Say, say hello to all the fans of uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs. Hello, fans. How are you? <laughs> that was Ray LeBeau's wife. Stopping by to say hello. You're from, from D.C., Washington, D.C. Exactly. And, and your name, sir, is? Robert Jones. Okay. And, Robert, uh, you were telling me that you had been interested for a long time in, in the works of Edgar Rice Burroughs. Tell me how you got interested in it. Well, when I was little, I mean, they'd have the big little books. I still have one at home. And, of course, we would go um, to see Brenda Joyce and Johnny Weissmuller in the Tarzan movies. Um, and then I, Can I ask how old you are now? I'm ancient. I'm 71. <laughs> but it's, it's the imagination. It's not just Burroughs. It was the Phantom and Batman and many others. But Burroughs I found just amazing. And uh, this year I was in England and happened on a wonderful copy of uh, Pellucidar. Um, and it's as good as I would expect. He was a master of the English language. But I like the imaginative things with Burroughs, the sci-fi and Tarzan and the Ant-Man. 
where I happen to live in Jersey, we had a lot of um, comics, a lot of trading comics, and uh, plenty of movie theaters. Maybe it wasn't all good, but it's what we participated in, and I got much um, enjoyment out of it. Now, and this is the first time, even though you've you've enjoyed this material for so long, this is the first time you've been at an organized convention like this. And what are your first impressions of walking in and seeing all this? It's not that surprising. I mean, there are keen people who are specific uh, enthusiasts about exact things. And I happen to see a mention of... Um, the Burroughs Bibliophiles uh, in Classic Images publication out of Muscatine, Iowa. And so I got in touch uh, with Mr. McWhorter at University of Louisville collection of the Edgar Rice Burroughs collection. And now I'm here. I didn't realize they had these uh, these dum-dum conventions, and I'm very pleased to be here. To me, it's just wonderful, the variety of products. and. Uh, Nice to be with people. Well, you, you caught my attention when you first walked in the door because when you walked in, you kind of had like a little bit of an overwhelmed look on your face. Uh, <laughs> well, there's such a variety here. And, and as I say, it's, it's a bit like stamp shows um, and aviation enthusiasts. These are people who are wonderfully interested in the specifics of one particular field, the works of uh, Burroughs. And so I'm real happy to be here, to say the least. Okay, Robert, thanks very much. I appreciate it. George McWhorter opened the Dum Dum Banquet in the manner that he traditionally does and broke everyone's eardrums, especially at the table we were sitting at with George. And uh, then uh, Lawrence Dunn, chairman of the Burroughs Bibliophiles Board, got up to say a few words. Yay, Mr. Chairman. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, this is, of course, the... um, the convention is the Econ Uh Last year, we realized that there wasn't a host for the Dundum. So the Ford uh, and Bowers Bibliophiles asked the Pantheans if uh, this event could be a Econ and Dundum event. Well, we, uh, the conversation kind of moved on, and it reminded us that uh, our founder, Glenn Coyle, um, when he started hosting the Dum Dum, it was a banquet dinner, dinner at the Worldcon. So we figured, let's go back to our roots and we have the banquet, uh, the Dum Dum at this event. So here we are. Um, being a Forest Pillar Falls event, the banquet, uh, we would have had our president of Hyde doing this job. <laughs> As you all know, Bob passed away earlier this year. Um, and earlier this evening, uh, I was asked as chairman of the board to step in. So here we are. Um, let me tell you uh, some of the things that I have been doing while I've been here. Uh, we've been doing the, um, we've had our board of the Bowers Trivia Files meeting on. Uh, 
uh, Wednesday, Thursday night. Thursday night. Uh, we did a couple, a couple of things. Um, there, there, there was an election. Um, we, we elected Joan Bledy <coughs> to the, the board. Welcome, Joan. Thank you. And yeah, yeah. And we invited Dick Spolger to our advisory board. <coughs> so, welcome. The other thing is that the uh, board uh, thought about is that um, when uh, Bob passed away uh, to actually commemorate uh, to some kind of mention memorial to Bob, and it reminded us that um, there's a lot of other members of the Bob's uh, Beverly Files that have passed away and we haven't um, Memorialised Memorialised them in any kind of way. Thank uh, you, um, So, what we hope to do is set up a pack um, for our the founders of uh, the Bowers Bibliophiles, um, which, um, and we will add names over the years to come. Um, we, we, we've got a group of names, and there's other groups of other names. Uh, which we will add with, uh, and hopefully that next year we're going to um, uh, show it off to everybody uh, and that will be next year. As for next year, um, we haven't yet set a, um, a place for the conventions. <coughs> There's a group in Los Angeles are meeting later this month and they will let us know if they are ready to host a convention next year. If not, uh, George McWhorter uh, says he will set it up in Louisville. So next year it will either be in Los Angeles or in Louisville. This, this Dum Dum Banquet is going to be, it has been referred to as the Bob Hyde Memorial Banquet. Um, I'm actually going to ask on DJ who has uh, said that she would like to say a few words about Bob and um, so if I can ask DJ to step up please. This is Dorothy DJ Howell, also known as Usha. Thank Can you all hear me? Okay. Um, like so many of us, maybe all of us now, I was never privileged to meet Edgar Rice Burroughs himself. And the closest I came was meeting Vern Corio and later on Bob Hyde. And in the last few um, weeks, actually, I started pulling together my memoriabilia, if you want to call it that, of the Burroughs Bibliophiles and my association with Burroughs and Tarzan in particular. And I discovered that I had first met, or at least corresponded with, uh, <laughs> Vern Coriel back in the early 60s. And of course, that was right after that librarian in Downey, California, decided that Tarzan books couldn't be on the shelves because Tarzan and Jane had never married. <laughs> and fool that she was, she said something like this in motion because I finally discovered that there was such a thing as Burroughs Bibliophiles. And so I began communicating with Byrne and with Rita Coriel. 
And uh, some of those letters are really interesting because I tend to be terribly formal. And both Vern and Rita would ask me, first names, please, first names. So I would try very hard not to be formal. So I have letters through the 60s, and we did end up on a first name basis. And then um, I finally met Vern, but not Rita, at the 80, early 80s uh, Worldcom in Chicago, the Shycom, at the Dum Dum. And had no idea what to expect, just absolutely no idea. But they were, or he was extremely warm, as were the rest of the people I met. Um, and we, we remained in correspondence through the years. Um, and Vern wrote to me once and said, we have hit life all the science fiction magazines, and recently the schools have been using a publication which mentions the club. And uh, they had not 80 new memberships in December um, of the year when he was writing. And then he uh, let me know, this is Vern, that Rita would like to start a round-robin <coughs> correspondence between the girls um, so that we could get better acquainted um, or did, did I think it would die on the vine? And my letter to Rita um, said, yeah, I'd like to be involved in all of that, uh, but nothing that I know of ever came of it. And in the meantime, I was applying to graduate school, so I kind of um, left things. Um, but before I went on, I was in here in Baltimore, uh, or nearby Baltimore, and Ralph Rippert of the Baltimore Sun was planning to do a feature on the Tarzan series and had no idea how many books there were. So I loaned him some of my books through a colleague at, my, at the Baltimore Gas Electric Company where my mother worked. And um, he got the books and I almost lost them because they ended up on a bus coming back to me and nobody told me they were coming. So I almost lost my Tarzan book. Um, as time went on, we became DJ instead of Dorothy, and uh, Vern and I stayed in correspondence. Um, and by October of, I think this was 63 or 64, I was up at UConn, University of Connecticut, and I requested a pin, the uh, pin, the Burroughs Bibliophile pin. Um, and the secretary, Rita, was going to send it to me as she did. And there were, uh, Correspondence continued over the years, um, and um, I got back in touch. I left Burroughs Bibliophile somewhere in the 60s and came back in the 80s. And by that time, Vern was following the Joe John Derrick, Bo Derrick, what I would call fiasco, and maybe many of you will agree with me. Um, so I was getting cards from Vern with orangutans and comments about how the orangutans was um, James Bow and things like that. So um, I finally got to my first dum-dum. Um, I remained in correspondence. I'm going to send around two of the cards that Vern sent me. Uh, you might want to take a look and see what, what his writing was like and what he was like, at least in correspondence. Um, and I still have other cards and letters uh, from those back correspondents. Um, one of them, he said, I look forward to keeping the line of communication open. Uh, I look forward to seeing you next year in L.A. Well, there's a punchline there somewhere, he said. Uh, later, 
he had moved to Wyville, Virginia, and finally in his last years he moved to Cincinnati, Ohio. And I saw him in some of the last time in Baltimore at Constellation, and we all tried to get together in LA the next year and we didn't manage to do it. And on January 16, 1987, there was a black-ordered note from Leonard Homo. Um, Byrne had been a victim of a heart attack on the 15th of January, 1987, and he died. Um, Homo went on to say Byrne was a key figure in the world of Edgar Rice Burroughs fan and will be sorely missed by everyone interested in the field. And then, my next communication was an undated welcome letter from Bob Hyde. Um, and then I got a 1987 <laughs> letter from G.T. McWhorter, um, and he was starting um, the Burroughs Quarterly first, <laughs> and then you began to do the Burroughs Bidley Files and the Ridley Wave and the Burroughs Bulletin. And then I had a series of letters from Bob in the spring of 1988, um, and, and we, we had a slightly more formal correspondence than Vern and I did, um, but then I finally met him. And it took me a long time to realize that <coughs> Bob Hyde was the Clarence B. Hyde who had been the president and was until this last, this last few months the president of the Burroughs Bibliophile. So I'd like us to lift our glasses tonight to Edgar Rice Burroughs, to Vern Coriel, to Rita Coriel, to Bob Hyde, and to Stan Vincent. And those last four people are the men and women who started for us Burroughs Bibliophiles, and they are four people who have, we have lost, along with Edgar Rice Burroughs himself. So here's to the four and to Edgar Rice Burroughs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I have to say, one of the wonderful things about Burroughs and, and his work <laughs> is the people you meet because you're interested. The friendship this group represents, I think, is a, is, is a tribute in and of itself to Burroughs and to the founders of the Burroughs in the file. So let's hope we can keep going for years to come. Thank you. Actually, one of the things uh, we did talk about at the board was the fact that um, Bob Hyde was our president, and uh, he was given that uh, position by Vern Coriel back in, I'm not sure when he was, six, uh, back in the early 60s anyway. Um, and we decided uh, at this uh, past meeting that the position of the president would actually retire with Bob, so he will have been, will have been a one and only president. Now, uh, I'd like to ask Mike to step up, please, uh, because he has an announcement of something that's been put together to, to remember Bob. This will be Mike Conran. Mike? I just want to say that, um, you know, after Bob died, there was a lot of discussion as to how we could <coughs> memorialize or remember Bob. And there was a lot of talk about the awards and different things. And the more I thought about it and thought about my time spent with Bob, 
and things that we talked about. Over the last 21 years, I think Bob has been writing his Odyssey of a Tarzan fanatic. And many times I say to Bob, so I talk about the work I've been doing on the history of fandom, and the work he's been doing on the history of girls' fandom. And we compared notes, and we talked about his Odyssey. And he would mention that he was hoping that he would be able to publish this when it was completed. Unfortunately, Bob never completed it. But over the last few weeks, Joan Bledig, Puck, with some assistance from Bill Hillman and myself, have been working very hard to try to make Bob's dream come true. Unfortunately, we didn't get it done in time for the convention. But we are going to yeah. do it. His book is going to be published, and everybody here will receive a copy of Bob Hyde's Odyssey of a Jim Thompson stepping up now. I suspect many of you knew Bob Cook. He attended some of our Burroughs conventions, although he had to drop out after the Tampa convention as he began to lose pieces of his limb to diabetes. But uh, Bob died, Bob Cook died, or Cookie the Wazirian died just a couple of months after Bob Hyde. And Bob was a member of the Herb Atha, and there'll be tributes to Bob Cook in the Herb Atha, which is going to be assembled uh, later this month. I not only knew Bob through occasional meetings at conventions, but correspondence and his rather uh, vigorous participation in the email discussion groups and his uh, uh, history of contributing to the Herb Atha. And I also know his wife and his son. His son also shares our interest in uh, Burroughs, though not perhaps to the degree we do. And so uh, I've written a tribute to Bob, which will appear in the Herb Appa, and I corresponded with Bob Jr. and, and Peggy, and they were very appreciative uh, and expressed to me, more or less as their uh, intermediary, that they were so appreciative and expressed it numerous times to how much Burroughs' fandom meant to Bob, that he felt so much a part of this 
larger family that we all do. And so I'd like to suggest uh, for uh, Bob Cook and also for uh, Ray Reitstoffer, whom I didn't know quite as well but met at a few conventions, uh, that we not only not forget them, but that we uh, drop a line to their families, uh, Peggy Cook and Mary Reitstoffer, and I've corresponded a bit, a bit since their husband's death, and uh, both of those fine ladies have been so appreciative that the Burroughs fans remembered them and their husband. And so if any of you have a memory that you'd like to share, either Ray Rodstocker or uh, Bob Cook, uh, you can either contact me to get the address of Mary Rodstocker or of Peggy Cook, or if you just want to send things to me, uh, I'll make sure that they get to them. But it's, it's a real a sad year for us to have lost them in different First today we'll have a full bulletin of the world news. Then we get to a slightly more uh, closer conversation. Um, tonight we have a person with us who has written over the last many years, I'm not sure how many years he's writing, written many articles for our families <coughs> like Tasmania and the Boris Bulletin, um, but he's also a founder member of the FBI Boris Amateur Press Association, and if I'm not mistaken, he's one of only two people that have contributed to every issue of the last 91 issues, and that encompasses about 22 years, if math is right, um, as well as writing at least two chronologues of Tarzan. Uh, he's also published a book called Heritage of the Flaming God, um, and uh, if you haven't seen it, there are wonderful pieces of work. Along with, as I say, his many articles, as he can be, I would like to present uh, the, sorry, the board of the Bowers Bibby Files would like to present an award to Alan Hanson uh, for the outstanding achievement and devotion to Mary McBride <coughs> Alan Hansen is making his way to the microphone. Well, I, <laughs> I can honestly say that uh, for a couple of reasons I never expected to get this kind of award. I'm not going to go into those research right now, but uh, you know, I've been a, a girls fan for 43 years now. Uh, have I given back as much to girls as he's given to me? I don't think so. But, uh, I'd like to thank whoever it was who thought maybe I have and nominated me for this award. Um, I'd also like to thank the, uh, specifically the fanzine editors uh, because without their work year after year after year, what I do, which is essentially write fanzine articles, would never happen. So uh, thanks to Bill Ross, Mike Conran, and George, of course, and uh, Pete Ogden, who isn't here, but 
he published my first fanzine article in 1977, almost uh, 30 years ago. Uh, and since Lawrence mentioned uh, her map, I'd like to say that uh, uh, you know that organization, which has been going on for 22 years now, because it kept me interested, active, and involved. I think was the best thing that happened to me as a girl's fan. <clears throat> Until now, that is. We'll have more from the 2006 ECOF on future episodes of Dateline Jassoon, including excerpts from the talk given by Matt Cohen, the guest of honor, who spoke about his book, Brother Men, which is correspondence between Matt's great-grandfather, Herb Weston, and ERB. And I'll also play some excerpts from the panel discussions during the ECOF. Um, talks about Jane and ERB in the second century. That's not 2nd century A.D., that's uh, the 2nd century of ERB fandom. Um, And also, I wanted to uh, let everybody know, especially fans in the Chicago area, that one of the things that I was pleased with uh, during this convention was the formation of the Chicago Muckers, the Chicago chapter of the Burroughs Bibliophiles. And we are... Right now, getting ready to uh, to hold our first meeting in the Chicago area. We haven't decided exactly when that will be. So, thanks to the Panthans for a great, great ECOF in 2006. Uh, as you heard, we're not sure uh, where the 2007 convention is going to be. It's either going to be in the L.A. area or in Louisville. Um, I know the L.A. suburbs always put on, or at least the one convention out there that I've been to, it was was a great one. Uh, I'm kind of hoping, though, that it'll be in Louisville. It'll give me an excuse to see uh, George McWhorter's collection at the Ekstrom Library. That was Bruce Salen uh, singing for us at the beginning of this show. The last thing I have to say is that uh, since now the room, uh, I'd like to give everyone, if, if everyone would give an ovation to uh, John Kleiner for all the work he has done for uh, this convention. Thank all those who promptly paid their registration. (laughs) I'll talk to you in two weeks. This is Elmo from the Barsoomian Blade Bureau in Chicago, signing off. (laughs) 